I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today, I am excited to share this new guest I manifested to come on this show to share her magic. What is really amazing is we all have this magic, but some of us haven't realized it because we haven't been taught the steps or actions or tools and have certain limiting beliefs that have been programmed in us as a child by our parents to believe certain things we have just been taught to think are true because a belief is just a thought you keep thinking over and over until you realize that in life that you are the creator of your own reality and you can have, be, or do anything and trust that God or the universe will bring it to you. Life can seem kind of hard, but the thing is life isn't supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be fun and easy and full of love and laughter I have realized over my lifetime that when I use the tools we are going to talk about today on this show, my life is overflowing with happiness, joy, and magic is constantly appearing in the most unexpected moments. Once you get in the practice of this mindset, just like anything else in life, it becomes second nature and there is just no other way to live because living this way is what I call magic and I refuse to live any other way. Can you imagine waking up every morning so eager to begin your day with gratitude, appreciation, and taking action towards your goals and seeing the magic appear around you to help guide and assist you in it all? Well, we can all access this, and why not? Some people love to live in victimhood, which is what I call letting others steal your joy. Why give your power away when all we have is power to create an amazing life? I want to invite you to join my free masterclass that is happening this month called Raising Confidence. I want to teach you my seven-step magical formula I have used all my life and while raising my two girls, ages 12 and 14. Even if you don't have kids, join me. These tools can empower you to live life with passion and purpose. Wake up and see the beauty all around and be the beacon of light that changes the world and makes a difference to the people you touch. I know in my heart as a parent, when my girls leave this house in a few years, I will have faith that they will have the confidence and the ability to make the right choices. They will dream bigger because they know how to take action and the wisdom I have instilled in them that they have the power to be, do, or have anything. They will also know that everything is always happening for them, not to them. These are all life-changing skills that will be the building blocks to transform your life into a life worth living. And you know what else? You'll be happy most of the time because when you are happy, that's when the magic appears. It's really that simple. So please save your seat for my free masterclass called Raising Confidence. You can check the show notes in this episode and click on that and save your seat or just connect with me through my email and I'll send you all the information and get you signed up. It's ashleygonner at gmail.com. I would just love to help your kids. And if they would like to join me also, I have a free group I teach daily with these tools. I would love for you to contact me and have them join us in that way as well. Either way, there is no better time than right now. It's the beginning of 2021. We are still in a pandemic. Don't you want to look back and say, I am so grateful I learned these tools during that time because not only have I inspired my child, my life and family as well. Come live on this magical journey of life with us. I promise you won't regret it. 
I can't wait to see you all on Zoom so we can change the world and empower our kids to live their best lives. Now on to our episode. Today, I have the absolute honor to introduce you to Paula Kid Casey. As you all know by now, I listen to podcasts pretty much every chance I get, and Paula's podcast is one of my favorites. It's called The Lawyer of Attraction. You can kind of guess with a title like that, she is a lawyer and speaks about the law of attraction. If you have listened to my other episodes, you know that is my true passion for living a magical life. She is what I would call my soul sister. She speaks my language, and when I hear the books that have changed her life and the teachers and mentors that are monumental in her growth and her knowledge, I feel like I am listening to myself. It's so fun having this podcast because it gives me this amazing opportunity to meet these beautiful souls and have a conversation with someone who you know understands you and can help you grow even more. I also love it because all of these people are growth-minded and always have the desire to expand and learn, and that is my passion and what I live for. Because you know what they say, if you aren't growing, you are dying, and don't we all want to grow and live a beautiful life here on earth? I know I do, and if you are listening to this podcast, I am sure you do too or wouldn't be here. Before we get started, let me give you a brief background on Paula. Paula Kid Casey, known as the Lawyer of Attraction. She has been a practicing family law attorney for over 40 years and was one of the first women in the Midwest to open a private law firm. Like many driven entrepreneurs, Paula spent years pursuing money and success at the expense of her health and peace of mind. After realizing her professional life was not bringing her joy and fulfillment, she spent years trying to define her passion and then searching for ways to achieve it. Thousands of hours of study later, she discovered a life-changing theory, the natural laws of the universe. Today, she lives her passion based on these magical yet scientifically proven concepts. Paula is a sought-after speaker and consultant for successful professionals, individuals searching for more joy, and everyone who might be seeking greater balance, happiness, and peace in their lives. But most importantly, who are seeking a path to realizing their own passion and reigniting the magic. She has written a book called The Lawyer and the Law of Attraction and has many courses she has created to help teach these principles. We will be sure to talk about all of those teachings in this interview. So without further ado, let's get this interview started. Welcome, Paula, to the show. Ashley, that was the best introduction I have ever heard. I'm going to hire you as my PR person. Thank you so much. (laughs) You gave me goosebumps because we just were talking about that. There's a reason we found each other. You know, we have a soul family out there, and sometimes it just takes us longer to connect. But thank you so much for finding me this week and for asking me to be on your show. I'm honored. Thank you. No, it's definitely a no no coincidence thing. When when God or the universe brings the people to you, and it happens, and it unfolds in this beautiful way, and then I start listening to you, and I'm starting to learn about your background and what you've read. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I said in the intro, like I've read every all the books that started to, like the Celestine Prophecy, all those little books uh-huh. that kind of were the breadcrumbs to where you are now. Uh-huh. I was on that same path. I was at Barnes and Noble, same thing. I'm drawn <laughs> to that corner. Something comes out of the shelf, and I'm like, there's that's for me. Anyway, isn't that amazing, right? Yes. And, and- how long have we been on this parallel journey, right? Mm-hmm. That we're on the same journey. We finally connected. And there's so many of us out there that are on this parallel journey. And if you are listening to this, we're on this journey with you, right? And there's a reason and you can connect to both of us because, I mean, it's just amazing the energy when we get together. So Yes, yeah, so good. And I, you know, talk about when I call this uncover your magic. You know, at the beginning of doing this show, I, I just know everyone has magic and I, you know, like going episode to episode and I'm almost, gosh, a year into it, you know, for me to think of the people that I've met and the the magic I've unfolded, but I've also taught people after listening to these amazing people that they all have magic. We all have magic. Yes. Every single person has magic, but I want to go back to when you realized you weren't really having magic (laughs) (laughs) 
and you wanted to find it mm-hmm. and how that transformed. And just, I think it helps when people understand, like, you know, you just didn't come to this stage of your game and do this your whole life, right? Yeah, right. You know, rainbows and unicorns just do not appear on your doorstep necessarily. Although I know that it can happen, but yeah, I love to share my journey because I think other people resonate with it, right? And I think if they're anywhere on that that journey and that they know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, it helps. So I was a divorce attorney for 40 years, kick ass, took names, <laughs> very competitive, one in the courtroom, right? We had a great lifestyle, you know, had a big house, had a house out in Breckenridge, Colorado. I mean, I made lots of money, but you know, along with that, you have to do a lot of stuff. And it was probably 20 years ago. I remember like my mom died in 2000 and I can remember, you know, that that's a life-changing event. And I can remember going, is this really what I want to do? And it really makes you wake up. And, but you know, you don't even, so I think it was 20 years ago when I really started thinking what you think you want to do when you're 23 and you're 24 and you got your Juris doctor and, and what you really want to do when you're mm-hmm. 50. I mean, are two, we're two different, we're different people because we're growing. Just like you said, we're either growing and expanding or we're contracting. And so when you're growing, you kind of grow out of different skins. You kind of grow out of different situations. And we need to embrace that. We need to not feel guilty about it. And we need to not think that we're stuck because we aren't. And that's what I felt. I really felt stuck from probably 2000 to 2005. Like I knew that I came here for something different and I started trying to write books. And I've got a son who at that point in time was seven to to 12, which <laughs> is a fun time with boys because they jump all over the place. And right. I have a daughter who was, where was she? So she was, um, she was at the University of San Diego during that time. Yeah. She was in college. And so, you know, there was just so many things that, that happened. But so it was always on the back burner, right? So I had this, this still small voice telling me, you know, there's something else that you're supposed to be doing, but I'm ignoring it. So in 2005, 2006, I'm in my home office. My husband's in the other room watching a football game. And I don't like football. And at that point in time, I was mad at my husband for some reason. And, oh, and I know I'm kind of agitated at that point in time. And literally this pain erupts from my chest. And I think I'm having a heart attack. I can't catch my breath. Never had any of these problems before. Yell at my husband. I need to go to the hospital. I think I'm having a heart attack. And he yells back, can you wait until halftime? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, he really did. But he did take, <laughs> he denies that, but he did take me to the emergency. Anyway, six months later, all the tests, it wasn't a heart attack. It ends up, it was anxiety, right? It was a panic attack. And I don't know if anybody is out there who's had them, but it's the worst feeling. You feel out of control. You feel like huh. you're dying. You're trying to get away from yourself. And I am I was a control freak. I still am to some degree, but I'm really into the word surrender to mm-hmm. a bigger picture. But so after about six months when they said there wasn't anything physical, which I didn't take well huh. <laughs> because I was not going to, you know, have my emotions control me. I started realizing I had to do something different because, you know, when we ignore that intuition, that small voice, it has to get our attention somehow. Right. You know, and so it was hitting me on the head. It was really no getting my attention. And so I started doing some as an attorney, right, I started doing research on how I can get out of this because it was like I didn't want to get on an airplane. I didn't want to go into court because you don't know when you're going to have these episodes. And it oh. is a very scary, out-of-control feeling. And so going from being an extremely strong, bossy, controlling woman to huh. being afraid to do anything because I was afraid I'd have one of these panic attacks. So I started doing information gathering because that's what I did as an attorney. And I found uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is wonderful, right? Because it's really bounded on mindfulness to some degree. It's not as cool and as woo-woo as our stuff, law of attraction. But, you know, so they had this, back then they had CDs. And so you're supposed to listen to these CDs every day. And so I'm listening to the CDs and what am I doing? I'm arguing with the CDs, right? I'm cross-examining the CDs. (laughs) I'm objecting to the evidence because they haven't been, you know, expert witnesses. So I go, okay, this isn't working because I'm still, I was still on the logical brain track. Right. Meditation did help. And so I started doing So the secret hadn't come out. If it had come out, I had not been exposed to it yet. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know these natural laws existed. So when I say it took me years, there wasn't anybody that like our radio shows, you know, that you could go to and listen to, or there weren't books necessarily that I could find. So I started doing research on like Buddhism. And then I got into, you know, Eckhart Tolle, which was Mm -hmm. just amazing, the power of now. 
And, you know, as we discussed before I came on, you know, I'd go to Barnes and Noble and I'd say there's a Barnes and Noble angel because I would get the exact next book that I'm supposed to be getting. And that is back before we had podcasts, back before you could really do an awful lot. That's how I got my information. So that took like another five years of searching, of trying to define what it is, acknowledging that I came here for something more, which is Mm -hmm. scary because when you grow, you have to leave something behind, right? Right. So acknowledging that I know I came here for something more than being a divorce attorney, honoring the fact that being a divorce attorney served me, and I hope it served other people, right? Because you can do it in a way that helps people bring their lives to a better level and not completely (laughs) mess everybody's life up, which which I was kind of pretty good at doing. I got to the point that I could really honor what I was doing and doing it with integrity. Not that I always wasn't, but it was a different space, right? Instead of this competition, it was more, let's try to create. It was more Mm -hmm. of a creation. You couldn't do it all the time because you still had to go into court. You still had to do that. But so I got to the point that I knew I was going to be moving into something else. Didn't know what it was. Started doing research. Found Mike Dooley. Do you know Mike Dooley? Yes, I love. I listen to him every morning. He's on. He comes up on my live Instagram. Yeah, on Facebook Live. Yeah. You know. So you know. Long story short, I found his notes in the universe. Never seen him before. Within a few months after finding his notes, he invited people to Orlando. He was going to train the trainers. He was going to train people to actually teach his infinite possibility workshop. And he put together workshops. So this was in 2011. This is before I knew anybody else was having workshops. I knew anybody else was teaching anybody else. You had teachers, you had authors, you had people that that's speaking, but I didn't know anybody that actually put together a program and taught you. So went to Orlando Met Mike that day. Mike and I have become really good friends. Literally was his first trainer that got, I, I, we got done on a Sunday, went home on a Tuesday. I made six people come to my living room. Oh, oh neat. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then I trained them. And so I did that. I was on his panel the next time. And then the next time he had one, I was on, on the main stage. I was one of the keynote speakers. And so that's kind of how I got it started because I knew once, once this email, you guys, emails are magical, right? Coincidences are magical. We need to pay right. attention when something shows up. We need to ask our hearts, is this what we want? And pay attention to that because our intuition is our first thought. Right. And then fear kicks in, right? right. Yeah. And who has the, it's the thing when I think of intuition and, you know, I always say everything in life that is amazing and beautiful and love is on the other side of fear, you know, oh, just yes. kicking through that door. Like I've done a lot of Tony, Tony Robbins, you know, he's like, kick through the door. Like yeah. you got to get through there and then realize every time that it gets a little easier because you go, well, I did it that time. And then you have that memory like, well, yeah. And then look what happens. Right? I love that. You know, self-confidence. We get confidence. And, you know, the, on the other side of fear is freedom. And we're yes. always afraid to get through that fear. You know, I'm a Bob Proctor consultant, and he teaches the terror barrier, which is exactly that, right? Whenever we're changing, we get to a point that we're so fearful that most people stop. Mm-hmm. And most people stop, and then they bounce back to the comfort zone because that's where they're comfortable with. There's a reason they call it the comfort zone. Yeah. And they never get past the fear. And, you know... And I will be honest, it probably took me longer than it should have to get past the fear because I did this on the side. I was still a divorce attorney, still did all that stuff. But then I would teach Mike Dooley's and then I became Bob Proctor's consultant. I was one of his top consultants. I was in his inner circle, Bob and our friends and taught his. It was a very corporate program, still part time. Right. So. I just knew I couldn't do it. I would come in from court and those of you on the radio, (laughs) like I would literally put my head on my desk. I would come in from court because you're in one energy, right? When you're in competition and you're, (laughs) you're attacking people. Right. All ego based, right? Ego based, right. Or factual based, or we only have a pie and we're fighting over the pieces of the pie, right? Right. And so during the day, that would be my philosophy, theoretically, is that we've only got one pie and we're fighting over the pieces and I've got to get a bigger piece for my client and, and I, you know, I'm in competition. And then you'd go teach, you know, Bob Proctor's, which is Think and Grow Rich, the Napoleon Hill book, right. or, you know, Mike Dooley's Infinite Possibilities. And it was, you know, there's no competition. It's only creation. It's cooperation. We can always make another pie. And right. I knew that those energies were, you know, 
contradictory and it was killing me. I mean, literally, you know, it takes a while to get my attention. (laughs) Wow. But you know, when you think of that moment that you decided, like, well, I think probably it was like gradual that because you worked your way to uh completely getting out of being an attorney. Right. Was was it that you couldn't even go back to the courtroom now? It's not even in your energy system. It's so interesting. You said that. I just said that to somebody else. I said, I just know I could never do that. It's like walking into a brick wall when I'm thinking about doing it because it's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And when we grow, it's like putting on an, your old set of clothes, right? That don't fit. Right. And so when we grow, we need, to, we need to honor that and we need to be thankful that we're growing into something else. And it is scary. So it was like 2018. Yeah. So Matt, tell you about how I really ended yeah. up retiring and I'm going to be very vulnerable here, but I want everybody to know that they kind of have to follow the breadcrumbs. So remember I was a control freak, even when I was teaching what I teach, I, you know, like I said, it was split energy and I, I still want to control the outside environment, right? Which is, we can't do that. The only thing we can t- control is from the inside out. You know, Viktor Frankl says the only thing we can t- control on Man's Search for Meaning, which is just one of my favorite books, yeah, is, uh, you know, he was a psychiatrist in a concentration camp in World War II. And he says, the only thing we can control is how we decide we're going to react to the situation, how we're mm-hmm. going to respond. The only thing we can decide is how we're going to do it from the inside out. But I was still trying to like rearrange the chairs on the deck of the Titanic, right? I'm trying to get everybody around me to do what I want them to do. Right. Was, oh, funny. I was pretty good at it, but so I had tried to sell my business and I had a pretty good business, but I was a sole practitioner, which is almost impossible to sell because I'm just selling my name, right? right. I, I'm not selling, I, I don't have accounts receivable. I'm not selling office furniture. I'm just selling blue sky. I'm selling my name. So I had tried for like two years and I had, was kind of manipulating and I thought I had it sold a couple of times. Both times fell through, which ends up was a blessing. So it was October of 2017, and I said, God, universe, whatever it is, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get from practicing law full-time to going after my passion full-time, which is teaching this, the law of attraction, and taking my life and hopefully other people's lives to a much better level. And so literally, it was like October, and I said, okay, I give up. And here's that's where surrender comes into, Mm -hmm. right? I used to think the word surrender meant to lose. So <laughs> you know, funny. I never did that. Like, you know, right. if you quit fighting, that somebody else is going to win, that that's what surrender meant. And it finally hit me, all these epiphanies just hit me that surrender just means surrender, like you said, to your ego. Right. And surrender to a higher source and trust mm-hmm. that this higher source is going to be able to help you. So I said, and I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan. Are you? Oh, me too. No. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, constantly. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> That's like And you my... know how she says, I'll just get happy, right? Yes. She says, get your, and don't worry about the specifics, go general. Right. So literally for like 60 days, all I did was listen to Abraham Hicks. Morning, noon, night, whenever mm-hmm. I'm in the car, all we do was <laughs> watch Hallmark movies, yep. <laughs> which we still do. Yep. Anything that was fun, happy, yes. funny. I did not try to figure anything out. I did the very basic minimums. I took care, I was responsible, but I just said, I surrender. I don't know how to do this. Right. So here were my three big things. And like I said, I'm vulnerable, but I think that really helps people when they're listening. I was wanting to retire and somehow sell my business and have some kind of residual income. I was wanting to take my business and I had a book that I'd been trying to, it was self-published, but I was, was still messing with the editors and trying to get stuff done. I wanted to get that done. And I was like a hundred pounds overweight and I had tried everything. Right. And Hmm. it's a metaphor because my life was heavy, right? My body was heavy. Right. I mean, it is, it's a reflection. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, it is. And I love it when people take health and they use that in the law of attraction and that kind of stuff. But so those are my three things. And I said, I don't know how to do it. I've been on three medically supervised weight loss programs in the last year. haven't lost a, a pound. I've tried to sell my business. It's never worked out and I can't get my book published. So long story short, within six months, and I do have to share this and it is pretty vulnerable, but I don't care. (laughs) Good. So I said, I've got to figure out how to lose weight. So I go get to my hairdresser who I've gone to for 20 years and she's very heavy. She was very heavy. And she had a little uh, sign on her mirror that says, I'm going to be gone for two weeks in January. I said, Sean, I've never known you to leave. And so she finally tells me she's getting weight loss surgery. And of course, I'm judgmental and I tell her how horrible that is. And she goes, you know what? 
being thinner is going to be a lot healthier than being this way. And this is what I've decided to do. And if I were you, I would look into it. Mm. So I thought, okay, I just, I, I just ask God. Right. <laughs> and it's to show me the way. So I thought I'm just going to take it one step at a time. I so that. I went in and I, to see if my insurance would pay for it. My insurance would not pay for it, okay. but I was turning 65 within a month. And guess what? That insurance, Medicare, would pay for 100%. Oh, my gosh. I went, okay, so maybe that's a sign. Because I would have never thought about it before. I mean, it's a $20,000 surgery. Wow. Number two, you have to have a special set of tests. And when they ran one set of tests, they found out that there were two things that were really wrong with my digestive tract. And they said if you hadn't had the test, you could have died from them. They were pretty severe. So it was a blessing that I had to have the test to qualify for weight loss surgery, right? So that was two. So I went, okay, maybe God's telling me something else. You know, the third thing is you have to have a psychological evaluation because this is forever when you do weight loss surgery. Right. And so I knew every psychologist in town because I did custody battles and I used them in my custody battles. And so funny. I shouldn't say battles, but they are, right? They were custody (laughs) battles. It can get ugly. And so I didn't want to go to a psychologist I knew. I mean, I mean, that's too vulnerable. And I didn't want to go in a building that I would run into an attorney, right? Or anybody that I knew. Right. So I had to find a psychologist in town I've never heard of in a building I've never been to. And I had to make sure nobody else in the building was anybody that I knew. And I made the appointment on four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. So I go in to, to have my psychological evaluation and I run into this attorney and I said, Brad, what the heck are you doing here? You don't office here. And he goes, funny thing, Paul, I just moved in like five minutes ago. No way. I, and I said, you're over at this other firm. And he says, get a call about a month ago. This new firm is coming into town. They want to open up their law firm, a new law firm. They want to get as many clients as they possibly can. They offered me a boatload of money. And I just opened my office and you would have missed me, right? If you would have been five minutes one way or the other, you would have missed me. I never ran into him at court. And so the... Talk about intuition, right? Right. I get bing, 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 bing. New law firm is coming into town. They want to grow it as fast as possible. I said, who's your upline? Right. I called them. They said, we're not buying law offices. I said, I don't care what you say. Who's your president? Right. Oh, <laughs> so funny. I called the president. Within six weeks, they buy my business. Oh. For a huge amount of money. Oh, right? my gosh. I sell my business. I've lost over 100 pounds. Within a couple of months, my book got published. Jules Johnson, we were just talking about that, finds my book, has me on her radio show, calls me about two months later and said, we had such a good response from you. We want to offer your own radio show. Wow. Within six months, the three things I wanted, lose weight, have my book out, sell my business, develop a platform, all happened. Now, I had no idea how to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, there's no how. It's not the how. That's right. That's right. There's no how. And I just had to take a step at a time. If I would have tried to coordinate this. So I just think it's magical. I love the name of your podcast because it's magical how the universe is working behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to set these things up. But what we do is we argue with the universe. Right. Or we say, I'm going to do it this way. Or we go this other way. Surrender into the arms of the universe. Pay attention to that still small voice. Take one small step. Right. And then the universe is going to show you the next one yeah. and the next one. I've got so much farther down the road than I could have ever done by me planning it. So I love that. the word surrender is so important. And it's such a loving, powerful word. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I always thought it was like, like I said, losing and you're contracting and you're not trying hard enough. And, but it's such a powerful concept. So that's how I got here. I've had my radio show for two and a half years uh, over on the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And I teach my couple programs and I'm a speaker and I have found you, Ashley. So I'm Yay. so excited. I'm so excited too. So when you have your, like when you start to teach somebody that has the blocks or has like this fear-based thinking, maybe they're victim, they have all, you know, they've had these limiting beliefs they've grown up with and they still sure. can't get over that, but they want to manifest and have those magic moments that you just explained. What are, how do you stay, is there like a simple way that you help these people that really can't even imagine thinking that way? get there? Yeah, that is such a good question because one of the problems, or I don't know if problem is the right word, but one of the the positions that I see people in when they start taking my class, we start off with goals, right? We start off with what's your huge goals? And they have a hard time even thinking that. 
mm-hmm. right? Because their belief system has told them they can only go so far. I can only increase my sales 10%. So that is such a good question because to even be able to dream, they mm-hmm. have to learn to think differently, right? Totally. Because if you don't think you're worthy and you think there's only lack and scarcity, you can't even dream. No. You know, I want a multi-million dollar income and a house in in the mountains and traveling first class and my book on the New York times bestselling list. You can't even dream that you say, I want, you know, I want a job that makes a little bit more money and I want a little bit bigger house. So their dreams are controlled by their belief system. Their belief system is just a conditioned response that we've had ever since that we were born. So, you know, it's like a circle, right? It's like a circle. Where do you start? Right. Well, we start with thinking because thinking into results, you know, think and grow rich, That is the one thing we have control over Mm -hmm. is our thoughts, but we don't even know that we have control over our thoughts because 95% of the day we're on autopilot, right? We're like a pinball machine. We're just bouncing from one thing to the other. I use Groundhog Day as a really good example of we watch Groundhog Day and we go, oh my God, that is so boring. What do you think our lives are? But we get up, we see the same things. Yeah. We see the same people. We react the same way. We drive the same way to work. We think the same way. We live Groundhog Day. And we have to learn to disrupt, to disrupt our normal lives. And mm-hmm. disruption is a word that scares some people because like we talked about just a minute ago, comfort is, is comfort, comforting, right. right? So one of the first things I do is I have, and I don't have it right here, but I have a transformational toolkit. And when people take my class, I send them these little and they're just fun things, right? So there's a bracelet that says now. And so they're going to wear this bracelet. Every time they see the bracelet, they're going to stop and they're going to take big deep breath and they're going to stay in the present moment just for a moment. And I have people disrupt their day. I have uh, gratitude pads and I have them do five gratitudes that they put all over their house. So every time they see that, they stop, they disrupt their autopilot, yes, subconscious that. life that, and mm-hmm. have them reach for abundance or appreciation, like Abraham says. I have a crystal that you put in the east window. So when you walk by, you see the sun shining through it. And it's a metaphor that power shines through us. And so I have 10 or 11 of these fun things that I give people in their little toolkits. I have a little dream catcher, right, that you put up somewhere because we're catching your dream. We're going to define your dream. Uh, I have these great glow-in-the-dark. That You get them on Amazon, right? They're glow-in-the-dark stars. But you put them somewhere and then when you turn off your lights at night, you see them glowing in the dark and it reminds you, take a big deep breath and be grateful for things during the day. You know, I have mugs that say the joy is the journey. So I have like 10 or 11 things that I send them and I have them lay it around the house that disrupts their day. Yes. And it gets them out of all the It makes them... And we talked about this, how important the present moment is, right? Eckhart Tolle, the power of now. And then they stay in the present moment and they realize for that amount of time, a breath in, a breath out, they can control their thoughts. Mm -hmm. A thought automatically leads to a vibration, which is a frequency, which is what we put out to the universe and that puts it out to us. So getting them to disrupt their normal day is the first thing. And then we start saying, I don't care what your belief system is. What do you want to believe? I want to believe that I'm abundant, right? I want to believe I'm powerful. And then I have steps on how we just start doing that. It's, you know, constant space repetition of this new idea with emotion. We start imagining we are abundantly wealthy, right? And so we get the emotion. We use our imagination. Yes. And and it's a vibration. Our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a real or imagined emotion. No. And and so we put it out of the universe and it comes back. So I get them to disrupt their day and then I get us to define what it is we want and that's what they're going to concentrate on. Because like Abraham says, the more you put your attention to something, the more you get back. Right. Sorry, but let me go back before we go on to the next one. Because I'm so into vibration and I'm so into gratitude and all of that connects together for sure. Uh And, you know, my whole life has been gratitude journals, you know, teaching people just like, if you get grateful... And you uh-huh. just look around it, everything else becomes more amazing. You know, your appreciation level goes to the next level. And I uh-huh. teach the girls that have being a mom and showing them how important gratitude is. But I was thinking like for people that, you know, wake up in the morning, don't believe in, you know, prayer or meditation, and they are trying to find something to make them feel good, especially I'm sure that, I mean, this year has been a complete you know, change for everyone. (laughs) I got other words for it, but no, change is a good word. (laughs) But, you know, you think of like, you know, I looked at it as, okay, this is it. 
this is perfect. Like Gary would say, or, you know, any people that we've met that Uh believes in all that, like, this is all perfect. We're, this is where we're supposed to be right now. This Mm -hmm. is what the earth is doing. This is what society and all the, you know, we're supposed to go through this shift and let's just let it surrender, Uh allow and be grateful. And then look, are we watching the news? No. Are we letting anything no. in our minds to create something different? No. Are we surrounding ourselves with people like-minded that want to grow and see the best out of things, you know, and to have that part of someone's life and to teach them that. And I've seen, it's been such a sharp contrast this year. It really shows you the people that are handling this pandemic in this, that negativity that, you know, oh, woe is me. This is terrible. You know, all the negatives, uh-huh. they're going to handle life that way regardless. And it's the other people that handle it the way that, you know, that we do, you know, that's how you live your life regardless. Don't you agree? Oh, I love that. And, you know, the people that think at 1159 on December 31st that the next minute was going to change their lives are going to be very sadly mistaken because we bring our baggage with us, right? Right. Maybe the belief system is going to be a better year, but it's going to be exactly the kind of year that you decide that you want to create for yourself. Totally. And it's moment by moment. People get overwhelmed. How am I going to create a whole year? How about creating this moment right now in joy and gratitude? Right. Right. And I'm not because, one for New Year's resolutions. I'm not one oh, to say. Oh, me neither. I'm like, I do. And when someone asked me that the other day, I go, oh, I don't do that. Like every day is a, I have my resolutions. You know, every day I'm working towards something. I don't look at it as one day. I agree. And here's the deal. It's a moment to moment resolution. And I'm not even sure I like the word resolution, but revelation, right? Yes. It's a moment to moment. We can choose in the moment. And that's one of the reasons why my toolkit is so important because it jolts us because we are on autopilot. We don't even know that we're thinking negative thoughts and we're going down that rabbit hole. But if you can have something, and you guys can do this anything with your house, get post-it notes. I mean, put something to jolt you, to remind you to take a big deep breath, stay in the now and reach for gratitude, right? Or joy or love. And it's small increments because we create our lives moment to moment. The present moment is the only time we can make a decision, take action, decide to change our vibration. And we don't think that we use the present moment to worry about the past and worry about the future and our creation, your magic, uncovering the magic means, right? right, That we realize the magic is in in the present moment. And, And that's every present moment that we can reach for more, the feeling, the vibration, right? Of gratitude, of appreciation, the more it comes back to us. I mean, I love quantum physics. I love how science has finally caught up to, to spirituality. Yeah, right? oh, me too. Dispenza, yeah. Joe Dispenza, oh, I could read his books all day don't long. Don't you love him? Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes. And I just had Natalie Ledwell. Oh, I was so excited you had her on. I got to oh. figure out. Yeah. I got to get your contact in because I love my movies. Yes. And all those things, you know, just when you think that, you know, I, I think being a mom for sure it opens my eyes now because, you know, I didn't have children until I was 37. So, I mean, I did every Abraham Hicks seminar, every <laughs> Tony Robbins, every, you know, any kind of thing, landmark. I did so much, read every Barnes and Noble book that fell <laughs> off the, the shelf. Yeah, I love those. They do fall off, don't they? Yeah. You know, I had all those years of like preparing my mind to hopefully one day have this family. And I think it's more, it's so clear when I see kids nowadays, especially with the technology <laughs> that we didn't have uh-huh. and so focused within uh-huh. not looking out and not being present in the moment. Uh-huh. And I, it drives me crazy. And I said to the girls, it's right now, this is all we have. Like, isn't it, you know, always doing that. Like even uh-huh. telling them when they have a, a, if there's something like you, a trigger, you know, like, a, oh, well, if that's going to happen, go, oh, and say it out loud, go, oh, I'm doing it again. Or we that. say uh-huh. things like Abraham, cancel that. You know, if, some, if we say a word and they'll say, mom, cancel that, you know, what are you doing? And so just to be a team together as a family, for sure, on that mindset, but it, it's like, like keeping accountable and it just comes second nature. It's total second in this house. It's like, you don't even have to think about it. It's just, that's how we are. But to teach that to these kids these days, to empower them to when they have to be on their own. And I tell the girls, like, you have three and a half pages of ninth grade. You have three and a half years left with me. Like, I need to give you these tools that are going to change your, you know, give you the dream bigger mindset. Uh No dream is too big. 
you know, show you that you take action. We're not just going to dream it and then wait till God says, oh, here you go. You know, it's like there's action there too. You know, there's so many things like Natalie and I were talking about because there wasn't in the secret the action part, everyone yes. kept making it look like, well, they said in the secret, you know, well, they just, you just dream it. And then at the door, your door, there's Shut someone up. knocks on your door. <laughs> it's like, here you go. Yeah. And, um, but she was saying that Joe Vitale, you know, had, you know, he said, I think I told him in the secret that you had to have make, take action, uh-huh. but no one heard that. So, right. you know, it's just the getting to the place where people get that every day is a new day and you start it with gratitude and you start it with appreciation in that, in your heart and make it where that starts your morning. And then all of a sudden there's magic. Your kids are so lucky that they have a mom that teaches them this because we were talking before we started this, that I think that's where the, the secret and the, the magic is going to lie is to teach our kids this. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting into a, an era that a, consciousness is going to be a lot more important. And I love the fact that you were talking about having something that you're teaching parents how to teach the kids, right? Yeah. Because that's our portal right. to the kids. Yeah, is, yeah. I have is, to teach the parents. I can't right. just go direct. Right. And I think that's, that's the portal. And I think that is so fortunate you knew this and that, that your children have the benefit of that. So thank you for bringing two amazing children up in the world because <laughs> oh, the ripple effect is going to be. Yeah, um, I hope so. Yes, yeah, it is. It yes, is. It is. It's, it, it's going to be creating that because, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Every second, right? Every second. Yes. I want you to talk about what was the yellow brick road when you talk about the Wizard of Oz. There was something that I heard that I wanted you to share because I love your metaphor on that. Do I have a metaphor? <laughs> I don't know. Remember you were talking at some with, with Jules on the stage and you were talking about oh. the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we had, a, we had a cruise about a year and a half ago. So I was one of the speakers on the cruise. And my whole speech was on the hero's journey, right? And so every single book, every single movie is based on the hero's journey, which is a monomyth, which basically says in every culture and everywhere we are, everybody has the same story and everybody has the same journey, right? Where we start out at home and we start out in this comfort zone, which we were just talking about. And then mm-hmm. we decide, or something makes us, like something out, something that we think is the worst thing that's going to happen to us makes us leave that comfort zone, right? right. Makes us leave the shire, makes us leave the cupboard under the stairs or makes us leave the farmhouse in Kansas, right? The tornado made her leave. So something makes us leave the comfort zone and then we go on this journey. And every single movie that you have ever had, right, is based on Joseph Campbell's The Monomyth. So the Yellow Brick Road, right, The Wizard of Oz is based on this monomyth that Dorothy is forced to leave the comfort zone, Mm -hmm. right? And then she is in a situation where she has to uh, solve problems. But on this journey, you always find a tribe. You always find somebody that's going to help you. You always find a mentor, you know, the wizard. You always find somebody that's going to help you get to that next level. But you have to take those action steps. You have to go through the dragons. You have to go, you know, you have to get to that next step. You know, Joseph Campbell says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Mm-hmm. We have to have enough courage to go farther than we've ever gone. Dorothy went to Oz, right? And then she had to take a journey once. There. She, she had to face her biggest fear, which was the witch. She had a tribe to go with her, which is what you and I help people do. She had a mentor that helped her get there. She took one step at a time. Yeah. And then she can slay her dragon. She can attack that which scares her. And then what happens is once we're on this journey, we come home, right? Mm -hmm. We come back to where we are. And is it E.E. Cummings that says, and when we come back to the same place that we left, we find we're at the same place, but it's not the same. And it's not the same because we're different. Right. And so we come back to home and we share our knowledge with people. But guess what? We're not done. We, we get to go on another trip, right? I think you and I were talking about that people get to my age and go, okay, I'm going to retire, right? Right. But, oh, my God, there's so much more life. Right. And so it's time to go on another journey. If, right. if you're in your 60s, you are not done. It's time to go on another journey. We go on another the hero's journey and we go on that cycle again. So I love the fact that all the the 
movies are metaphors for this hero's yeah, journey. Yeah, I love that. I just, I wanted you to share that because I really oh, love you. that because I, you know, we, we love to watch all those movies and yeah. and I think you just kind of, it could go right through you and you don't really look at it that way. And I feel right. like if people hear that and they're like, look at it a different way and think, well, if Dorothy could do it, you know, <laughs> or, you know, if they do it, I can do it. And I'm going to come back still. I'm going to come back home it's, I'm going to be different, you know, whatever, but that it, it kind of is an empowering way instead of just sitting there watching the movie, you know? Right. And it shows that how, that's how you develop confidence, right? We can never yes. be better than our self-esteem allows us to be. And most of us develop our self-esteem by the time we're six and we're told we're not worthy. There's not enough to go around, you know, keep your head down, don't make waves. It's very hard to change our self-esteem and we can't change it we can't get anything until we change our self-esteem. And the way to do that is little by little. And I love, we talked about confidence just a minute ago. Yes. Watching those movies, these guys that went on these heroes journey, they didn't have confidence, right? They took one step and something else happened and they took another step. The confidence is take that step, that inspired mm-hmm. action. You know, and I promise you, the universe is going to show you another step to take and another step to take. I mean, uh, what does Abraham say? We can never get it wrong and we can never get, never it, get done. it done. Yep. And if we happen to go down a road we're not supposed to, so what? Universal GPS will say, turn right to the next available place. We're never lost right. if we can stay connected to source. Right. I was listening to you talk to Tony Child. Is it? Tony oh, yes. I love Tony. Oh, and I loved his, uh, you know, when you think about, he was talking about gratitude and when, uh-huh. you know, you think that the beginning stages of someone that thinks that they're practicing gratitude is uh-huh. writing the gratitude out, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then the second was the feeling. Uh-huh. You know, that's your second stage of getting to that gratitude. And then it was, I love this part when he said, gratitude unshared is a gift unwrapped. I love that. Yes. Yes. And giving and receiving, if people could realize that you could, are you generous? You talked about generosity uh-huh. and right. like giving, 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 and being in that fourth phase. And like, you just give, you don't think about giving back. I tell the girls all the time, go give compliments, go give, give them a present, do, but don't expect anything in return. Right. It's like the feeling that's that you get. That's a trade, from, right? And that's right. Yeah, I love that because most people think when they're just writing, you know, gratitudes that they're done. And that's literally in your 5% conscious mind. When we learn to internalize it, we appreciate things more. Appreciate is just the word increase in value when your house appreciates, right? Right. So the second thing is figure out how to appreciate something more. And the way you do that is you can write somebody a text and say, I really appreciate that you're in my life or or you really start internalizing that feeling. You start feeling the feeling of thankfulness. You're not just thinking it. Mm-hmm. But when you feel the feeling of thankfulness, there's so much in you to the generosity point, right? Yeah. So it, once you get that, when you want to be generous, when you know you have enough, when you have more than enough that you can give it away, what is that telling the universe? Right. It's telling the universe you have an abundance. That's a frequency. And what does the universe do? It gives you more to be abundant for. Yeah. So it all starts with a thankfulness and appreciation and then being generous. I love the fact, you know, people go, I don't have any money to give away. It's not money. It's holding the door or giving them a compliment or smiling at people, which is so hard right now. But I make a point of making eye contact and saying something to people yeah. because we need this connection now more than we've ever needed it. Mm-hmm. And we are all connected. So, you know, whatever we can do to make people feel better go give the neighbors cookies, text somebody you haven't talked to. You know, I mean, the connection, that's the energy. That's how the energy is going to get going. Yes. And it, it creates, you know, I tell the girls, if you start with the, with your feeling of gratitude and your vibration, it's going to be hard to people that are not in that zone. There's not a matching point there. You know, you either have to go down because pretty much, or you really get that vibration up and figure out how to get them there, (laughs) you know, or, or they vibrate out of your life. Right. Right. And not in a bad way. We're not trying to get rid of anybody, but if you're on a higher vibration, you're going to attract more people on that vibration. Right. Which all of this is quantum physics. It's just, I love it. There's just so much that is based on science, which when we talk about that is helps people with their belief system. Mm-hmm. You know, Lynn McTaggart wrote The Field. I don't know if you've ever read that, but... Oh, I, I heard you oh, first talk, talking about yeah, that. It's like half of its footnotes, which as an attorney, I love it because I want documentation, right? You know, uh-huh. I want data. But, you know, she says science is just a story told in installments. And, you know, we're, getting, we're adding new chapters. Right. And it's not like we're stopping. And when people know that science is behind what you and I teach, it's such an easier 
step for them to start believing this. Right. Yes. Because they've got, you know, what, what we deemed as credibility behind it. So right. that's a great book for any of you science ne- geeks that need everything documented because she's footnoted everything. It's amazing. What, when you, I know you meditate and I'm a true believer and, you know, I, since having this podcast, I think if every person I've had on this podcast, that is one of their morning rituals or evening rituals and it's, or it's opened like with Gary or David, David Strickle or Gary Bodley, you know, just meditating that one time, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like it's life. It, it opened up this whole new chapter for them. What, what do you, do you listen to, meditations do you do it is it your part of your morning yeah ritual? it's part of my morning ritual and I'm going to tell you it's probably the hardest thing all my students ever do and you guys it's sitting there right <laughs> I'm not asking you to run a 5k but one thing you can do is you can set a time on your phone and be true to it when it goes off you know I'm now into listening to Abraham's 50 meditations right mm-hmm. I was into Benza's that app what's that app I got to figure out that oh yeah I heard you talk about that yeah it's like 28 minutes of a meditation and it is very I love Joe Dispenza I saw him and Greg Braden and (laughs) I'd leave my husband for both of them but (laughs) (laughs) but I think I think we're all safe but um, I, I would do Joe Dr. Joe's meditation which is 28 minutes it's much more intense if you can have an intense meditation, he gets you that. And I kind of just switch it off. And sometimes literally all I want is quiet, mm-hmm. right? And then the other thing is, if you can do that for 15 minutes in the morning, great. But if you could take two or three breaths during the day, that's a form of meditation. A breath in and a breath out with a quiet mind kind of mm-hmm. stops this monkey mind, right? It stops this downward spiral. I had a lady that took my, and I mentioned this on a podcast, but she was a nurse in Houston. She was on the ICU unit right when COVID started. And I mean, she was on the front lines and was holding people's hands when they were dying. And she had started my class prior to that. And so she calls and she says, Paula, we need to put the class on pause. And I said, "Uh, no, (laughs) because this is what you need to get through it. So let's figure out how you get through your days. So literally we set her phone for six times during the day. Mm-hmm. So the alarm would go off and she always had the phone with her. And so whenever she would hear it go off, she would stop what she was doing. And I don't mean like, like sit down and take a break. I mean, she would pause mm-hmm. and take big, deep breaths and quiet her mind and reach for gratitude that she was there to help them. Right. Right. That, that they were in a clean facility that, that, you know, she had a home to go home to. And within a couple of weeks of her doing that, she said it changed everything wow. because it stops that negative downward spiral, we don't even know. So everybody can sit for five minutes and meditate. And we're talking quiet mind, breath in, breath out. On YouTube, Abraham Hicks has four amazing meditations. But if you can't do that, set your phone and just quiet your mind and live in the now, three or four breaths during the day. You would be amazed. It's like a mini vacation, right? Right. (laughs) You know, I I love the saying, when you pray, you're speaking to God. And when you Uh meditate, God's speaking to you. Yes, and I we love to, that. We need to be quiet and listen. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm never very good at. You know, and the other thing that I, since we're kind of talking about the praying and stuff, is that words aren't prayer, right? The feeling is the prayer. And that's from Greg Braden. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter what we're saying to God. It doesn't matter what we're saying while we're meditating or we're praying. It matters what we're feeling. Right. So if you're saying, I want to be rich, I want to be rich, and you're feeling poor, the universe is only reads vibrations. It doesn't read words. Right. So we need to understand the feeling is a prayer. We've got to get in the feeling of what we want more of. Mm-hmm. And it's one breath in and one breath out in that. We don't have to. And, you know, Abraham says, if you can't think that you're abundant with money, think of other things that are abundant in your life. Like, you know, leaves on trees or it snowed here the other day. Snowflakes. I mean, there's an abundance of nature. Right. But, you know, I used to teach. I used to have a day spa. And I would. I know, used have, to have a day spa. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll how, talk about this. So yeah. Oh, how yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, and I would have my employees that would kind of come from that. Uh, you know, they were kind of free spirits, you know, uh-huh. massage girl, you know, just kind of that, you know, come and do a couple massages here and there and go home and surf and, you know, just had that free spirit uh-huh. and would always say, you know, they never had enough money and they would always say that. And I remember, and I was so deep into Abraham at that time. So that was when I was, before I turned 30 in my early, late twenties, early thirties, before I got married and all that. But I was so deep into the 
I mean, everything you can imagine, like you were, every book. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. I just went to the seminar and I came, you know, I had created the spa through the seminar because I finally realized how you could manifest something. <laughs> but, um, you know, with these girls, with this mindset, they would always, you know, have that talk you know, I'm not, right. I don't Self-talk. have enough money. Right. Uh-huh. My, you know, my car is breaking down. And so I'd always say, go to the car dealership, get in a car that smells like the best leather, turn on the music, go for a, you know, go to the mall, put on the most expensive jacket, you know, get that feeling of this like richness, like this abundance, like you feel like you can, wow. you know, rule the world that changes your vibration. And then watch, then all these little breadcrumbs are going to come and say, do you want more? Do you want more? Uh-huh. Then here it is. But okay, all of a sudden, let me tell you what happened to me. I sent them <laughs> to all that stuff, taught them all those tricks, and they all went and opened up their own spa. <laughs> That's okay. You were there for a reason. You're planting seeds. Right. You know, I was like, had- all of a sudden, they're leaving. I'm, like, I'm going to go. You empowered me. I'm like, I'm out of here. Like. Oh, funny. you know what? We're either growing or, yeah, or contracting, yeah. right? And, and you I were teaching you to them. grow. Yeah. And, yeah, that's a good story. And we have to realize that, you know, whatever we're, the law of gestation, right? Whatever we're planting is going to grow and it's going to grow in its own time. And you were planting seeds with them. Little did you know. <laughs> right? No kidding. But it all worked out, I bet. But I love the, you know, those, I feel like I always listen to Joel Osteen. He talks about like when you plant the seed and you go and you keep looking and it's not there yet. Yeah, you uh-huh. keep looking and he uses that kind of, or even like being pregnant, you know, it's the baby's in there, but it's not time. You have nine months, right. you know, so people think it's all right now and the timing. And I always say it's in God's timing. It's in the universe. Yeah, I love like that. When it's all in your, when it's going to come, you just every day can't say it's not here because you're just going to push it further. Right. Because then God's going to go, oh, well, I guess it's not here because he's, you know, it's like all that energy that's pushing it away. Because you're on a frequency of lack, right? I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. So you're going to get, and it's a physics thing. It's a natural law. It's not that God is punishing you. It's, you know, you're on 103.7 and you can't get <laughs> 98.6, right? So, yeah. you know, it's a frequency of lack. And we can sit there and stomp our feet as much as we want to, but the law of gestation says, I love what you just said, right? Everything happens in God's time. Right. We have to surrender to it. We can speed it along by being on that vibration, but we can't make an acorn, at least not that I know of. You can't make an acorn into an oak tree overnight, right? There's right. a law of gestation. Yeah. And I love it. Like, so those are the stories, you know, that's your life. That's your story that you can share and say, you know, like, and give people like the hope that, if you surrender and trust and always, I mean, it's pretty simple as being happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like Abraham says, get on your high flying disc, find every single that. thing that you can get on your high flying disc, get tapped in, tuned in, turned on. And then <laughs> you the are our soul sisters, man. <laughs> We're listening to the same thing all the time. <laughs> but to get there and then just enjoy, like be, you can create a button or a, or a mount, you know, whatever. A castle. You, a castle it's easier a to, yeah, it's, it's up to you. I found a button the other day. I picked the button up and I go, okay, I got the button. Oh, funny. Now I'm working on the castle. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, that's funny. I love it. Well, And, you know, I know one thing that it's hard to wrap your head around is she says, get happy. And they think that means you've got to get happy about that final manifestation that you're looking for, right? Right. You don't. Just get happy about anything. Yes. You know, pet your cat. Take a walk. Be happy. You know, you have a roof over your head. Find something to be happy about. It's not necessarily that big, huge manifested goal you want because you're not going to believe that one, right? But it's just get to the, it's a frequency. Your subconscious mind, your, the universe doesn't know what you're happy about. It just knows you're on the frequency of happy and it's going to give you more things to be happy about. And then when that time comes... Amazing, right? You'll be ready. There we are. Surrendering. And pay attention. I love the fact you said breadcrumbs. Pay attention because a lot of people, you know, something happens and they go, ah, nah, it's not big enough. Pay attention to the coincidences, right? Because you're going to go one step farther and one step farther. I love the science behind this. And I knew this, the book it came from, I can't tell you off the top of the head, but like there's 10 billion bits of information in our environment at every second. But our brain can only access about 2,000 bits. The rest is like microwaves or Mm -hmm. ultraviolet lights or something. And 
our brain can only access about 2,000 bits a second that's in our environment. The rest is outside of our scope. But out of that 2,000 bits of information, the subconscious mind only feeds us 50 bits of information based on what our conditioning is. So if we are conditioned on lack and scarcity, it only shows us lack and scarcity. There's 1,900 other bits out there, but your subconscious mind, for some reason, thinks that it's keeping you safe by only showing you what you're conditioned for. Right. When we start changing our conditioning and we start changing our belief system, when we start looking for coincidences, stuff happens in your environment and you go, oh my God, that was such a coincidence. It's always been there. We haven't looked at it. It's always been in our view, but that person down the street, we finally run into them. I remember going to work, went the same way to work every time. And I look up and here's this billboard and it answers a question that I'd ask about two minutes ago. So when we start changing our subconscious mind and what we believe in and what we want, our subconscious mind starts showing us different bits of information that are already in our environment that is a coincidence and we need to take that step and then it's going to show us some more steps to take. Right. Those breadcrumbs that you were talking about. Yeah. You know, before we, I know we're coming to the end, but it reminded me of this game that my daughters and I play in the car, like kind of activate, showing them that your reticular activating system. Oh, oh, that, okay. There you go. That's, there you go. You know this. Okay. So you go on the freeway and I'll say, you know, pick a color or, you know, find a car, whatever you want to pick Uh a car. And I have, I'll share that tomorrow on our, what I manifested doing that for myself recently over the pandemic. Because Ashley's going to be on my show tomorrow. So this is kind of like <laughs> part one of part two. Yeah, so you I don't want to give it all away. Each other. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's so fun because it shows you those cars have always been there, you know? <laughs> but at the minute you start to go, or, oh, there's, mom, I counted 10 of what, whatever it was. Right, right. And I said, yeah, they're always there. And, and you, yes. tomorrow we'll pick something different and you're going to find 10 of those because those are always there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So when I first started this years ago, it it was like a red car. And I said, okay, I'm going to probably see like 10 red cars by the time I get home. Right. And I counted, I think I quit counting at 65 because you are now looking for red cars like down this street that you had never thought about. So we need to start looking for our dreams and they start showing up. Right. And we need to take those action steps and have the courage to take that one action step. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. So while we wrap this up, which I'm so glad I get to see you tomorrow. Yay! When you have your courses, I know you have the free one. I, I did that on your website. Oh, you are the, so cute. Okay. The seven day magic the seven, of intention. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. That's good for my, to teach that to the girls. I, every day I told them what to put on, right on their, the palm of their, their hand. hand. Is that funny? Yeah. They don't know what a palm pilot is. They're not as <laughs> no. old as we are, but that's my palm pilot. Yeah. <laughs> But what else do you, so what are your new things that you're creating or what have you created that you're doing right now? That's a good question. So I have my own course, which is called the Fast Path, which is a 12-week course. I'm offering like once every two months a five-day launch. And so 30 minutes a day for five days, I teach a mini course on what I teach and it's free. And if you go to my Facebook page, Your Success Formula, and just become a member, we're going to do it, I think the first week in February, I'm not sure the exact dates. But it's a great way to listen to me and to my voice and to get a really good overview of what I teach and see if this is something. So I've got my five day launch, which is coming up, uh, which I call it your success formula. I've got my program, which is a fast path, which is freedom, abundance, satisfaction and time, which is everything that you want goes into one of those categories. And we teach you how to take the path and go down there. And I still teach Bob Proctor program, Thinking to Results, which is great for corporations. I, I help lots of realtors take those. So that's kind of what, and I have my radio show and I'm working with a couple other people and we're going to make Ashley do this too, is Yay. we're going to try to start and do a new video, do a big movie that really helps people go through this because we're coming into the part of our earth's life that consciousness is going to be huge and we want everybody to understand what's going on. So Lots of, lots of irons in the fire and lots of seeds I'm planting. And meeting you was one of the biggest blessings of a seed that I'm sure I planted long ago. I didn't even know I wanted to oh, meet you. You are that for me. Oh, for sure. You Thank you. What a blessing. What a gratitude moment for sure. It's, I'm going to be on this high vibration all day oh, from this talk. Good. good. So <laughs> I'll let I'm you know the Kansas. magic tomorrow. I'm in, I'm in Kansas. She's in San Diego. So you guys are going to be feeling these waves from those two places going <laughs> right? out. From yeah. the snow to the sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is it still snowing? 
No, it's not snowing, but there's some snow on the ground. Oh, and it's cold fun. here. I mean, it's, right. it's cold and windy in Kansas. So. Oh, fun. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much. Oh, thank oh, you so much such for a pleasure. out. Oh, thank uh, you, you reached out like three or four days ago and literally it was magical. It was in the middle of me thinking this is going to be a huge year and I need to find more people to reach out to. And Ashley reaches out to me and it was an answer from the universe. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much. I've loved it. I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. So d- tune in. She's going to be on my show, The Lawyer <laughs> of Attraction, and we'll make sure that you have connections to that. So thank yes, you so much for letting me be on your show. You're very welcome. And make sure you listen to her podcast. I've been completely downloading that in my brain for the last <laughs> week or since we connected and I even listened to it before we met. So that's kind of, I think, where I started learning about you. I love and that. check her website out, Lawyer of Attraction. Uh-huh. Or just my name, Paula K. Casey, will also get you there. So. Okay, perfect. Uh-huh. And then the Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank so you. So love meeting you. I would love meeting you. I will see you soon. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.